Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joe Ostrowski with you till 8 o'clock. Sports Radio 670, the score. Then we've got Bears replay here. uh, Jeff and Tom on the call for Bears-Lions right here. On Sports Radio 670, the score. And uh, check out my my daily show, 9 to 11 a.m. It's called Bet Sweats. We uh, cover sports from a sports betting perspective. Fantastic guests. You can check it out live on the Radio.com app, 9 to 11 a.m., Monday through Friday. Or subscribe to the podcast, and you can pick out the clips that interest you, like if you're into NFL, college football, NBA, whatever. We, we try to cover it all. College basketball, Eli Herskovich is there giving his picks every single day, and he has been on fire once again this year. I've been making some money uh, tailing some of those picks. So check out the podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Radio.com. It is called BetSweats. You can follow us on Twitter at BetSweats. You get uh, to see some of the video clips of me doing my show in my basement. So some good stuff there um, if you're into sports betting. At all. I, I want to cover the Bears before we get back to the White Sox. I do want to address what Ozzie Guillen said this morning. Always entertaining. One Ozzie Guillen. And what he meant when he said, Adam Eaton, nobody like you. <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> to hear that once again. We'll get to that coming up. Well, we got to address the Bears. Man, the White Sox, there's really something special happening on the South Side. If uh, I'm here on a Wednesday evening and on Sunday, I couldn't wait to, to get back on the air here to talk some more Bears with you instead of doing some of the national stuff. But uh, the White Sox trumped it a little bit. But, yeah, we do have to focus in on the Bears. And what do you know, Deshaun Watson's coming to Soldier Field on Sunday. By the way, now it's a pick em. Earlier in the week, Houston favored by one and a half. It's gone down a little bit. Some money coming in on the Bears. And I think uh, some of it makes some sense. You're thinking, Joe, you're nuts. They've lost six in a row. They can't do anything. Well, they did put up 30 points. As inept as that team is, everything's going wrong. They scored 30 points. And it was just some stupid moves by the coaching staff. Lack of execution by the players at the end of the game. What do you know? Mitchell Trubisky involved. But they scored 30. And Watson keeps losing his weapons. Texans can't run the ball at all, and they can't stop the run. I'm talking bottom of the league, both categories. Terrible at it. I don't know that the Bears will stick to the run at all, but I don't know. I I understand if you were thinking early on, okay, Deshaun Watson revenge game, but we'll see. We'll see. Put up a lot of yards. 
Not a ton of points against the Colts this weekend. I think those defenses are probably pretty comparable, actually, between the Bears and the Colts. So it'll be fun to watch. Uh, pick them right now. So all those rumblings about firings this week, no. And I never expected it. You're not going to make make a big splash fire now, grab some headlines. We're sitting here on Wednesday night. Now we're looking forward to week number 14 in the National Football League. The Ryan Pace decision is so easy. I don't care how they finish. I'm quite concerned that the Bears are going to win too many games and they're going to have a respectable record that blob in the middle of the NFL. They won't be in the playoffs, but it's not going to be a complete dumpster fire. Remember what the six losses looked like and it felt like. Remember that. Because if they go 3-1, and one, which is certainly possible when you're facing the, the Texans this weekend, 4-8, and eight, the Jaguars are on an 11-game losing streak. They've been competitive lately, covering, I think, four of their last five games. And they're hanging around games. Glennon revenge game. They should beat them, though. So they're probably going to have a respectable record. They could be 7-9 and nine or a repeat of last year, 8-8. Eight and eight. Don't forget last year was Sean Mannion in week number 17. That's what it took to get to eight wins. He was quarterback for the Vikings. Vikings didn't care about that game. So it is much closer to a dumpster fire, we all know. But the pace decision is so easy. First off, he's the guy that has one year left on his contract. The record in his six years, 39 and 53. He's missed out on three quarterbacks been wrong. I don't know if you we should, but do we take him at his word? What he was saying about Glennon? What he's saying about Nick Foles? Do we take him at his word? Or say he didn't really believe any of that? That was just for us to get people to calm down a little bit. I don't know. He gave Glennon a lot of money. He gave up assets and paying Nick Foles a lot of money. So I'm going to count them as quarterbacks missed. They've sold us again and again on these guys. I, I doubt you were buying in 100%. Maybe there was, you felt there was reason for some optimism. But who was saying this team's real at 5-1? and one? Nationally, locally, nobody, unless you've got a Bears blog and you want to fight with some of the nas- national people ripping on the Bears. Yeah, cool. Cool record. It's fraudulent. And everybody that said that was right. Two bad coaches on his record. Tell me all day about Ernie Acorsi, Ted Phillips, George McCaskey hiring John Fox. That's on his record. He was here for three full seasons. That's on Pace's record. I don't care what anybody has to say. Biggest indictment. They're not going to have a winning season this year. That's one winning season in six years. He walked into town saying, if you don't have the position fixed, You probably should draft a quarterback every single year. He's drafted one in six. Six drafts, he's taken a shot at one. I don't even have to go down the Trubisky road, even though many are this week, and I'm already sick of it. I understand why it's happening. We all do, because Watson's coming into town. But you don't even have to go down that Trubisky road. You don't have to talk about the missed first-rounders, second-rounders. How the Bears right now are losing the Khalil Mack trade in 2020. 
2018, there was no way you would think that in 2020 they'd be losing the deal. They're losing the deal right now. And they owe him a lot of money. And he's spending much more money on defense. In 2020, can you imagine spending more money on defense than on offense? Insanity. Crazy. Zero playoff wins in six years. The pace decision is easy. That's the easy one. The tougher one is Matt Nagy, only because he's under contract for two years. Not because I believe there's something there. How's his uh, game management improved since he's given up the play calling duties? How's that been going of late? Looks like the same guy to me. I wish I was as confident as many others that are saying they're blowing the whole thing up. Ryan Pace is 100% gone. If they go 3-1 and one down this easy stretch, and by the way, in Week 17, when they're going against the Packers, the Packers' playoff spot might be locked up. Maybe they're not playing for anything, and their rookie quarterback is getting his first start. That's a possible win for the Bears. means nothing to Green Bay. Could mean a lot to the Bears' coaching staff and general manager. That's what worries me with this organization. They're going to take their time. They're going to let the season play out. Then they're going to evaluate. On some strange level, I am pleased that they lost six in a row so they don't forget how bad this was. That never happened under Trustman. That never happened under John Fox. Terrible record. Just brutal. Second worst winning percentage of any head coach in Bears history belongs to John Fox, and he never lost six games in a row in his three years. Think about that. That's how much of a disaster this is right now. Michael Lombardi, Radio.com sports expert. He's on the Mullion Haw Show every single week. And you think he's a Bears hater or not? He's been right about it all. What he said about Pace, what he said about Mitchell Trubisky from the beginning, he's been right. And you've probably been mad when you've heard him rant and rave a few times on these airwaves. I thought it was an insightful conversation this morning because he's been in those front offices. Maybe not as successful as a Hall of Famer, but he's been there. He's had some failure. He's had some success. And he worked with Bill Belichick. So I'm going to listen when he's talking about front offices. And he talked about the issues going on in today's NFL and how the Bears are one example. They are a splintered organization. Take a listen to Lombardi with Mullion Haw. Mike, I think it's really interesting to sort some through some of these things, especially with the Bears facing what we expect them to be facing. And along those lines, you know, Pat Fitzgerald's name came up last week in a report, and he's always going to be rumored to be, you know, with the, whether it's with the Bears or other NFL teams, he is a, a hot prospect at the college level. Last year, Matt Rule made the the jump from Baylor to the Panthers, and he's you know doing pretty well from what I can see, and it goes beyond the record. But that contract was a whopping one. He signed a seven-year contract with sixty-two million dollars. Is that the standard for which that you know Pat Fitzgeralds of the world, the college guys wanting to go to the NFL, is that where they're going to start the conversation with a prospective owner? And if that's the case, will that preclude them from being part of some of these conversations? Because that seems really pretty rich for the Bears' blood. Well, I think this you know this is a different game, right? So say the cap's two hundred million dollars. You don't think the guy who's running your two hundred million dollar investment 
is worth 10%, 20 million. So if you pay him 5%, you're paying him 10. I mean, really, it's an economic, it's, it's really not even a question. Coaching salaries are low. Now, here's the issue. The issue is most of the times you get guys like Matt Nagy, you're paying him $5 million, yet he's really the offensive coordinator. He's not the head coach. He's just calling plays. He hires Chuck Pagano to run the defense. He's got Chris Tabor to run special teams. He's, got, he's not running the whole team. He says he is by title, but he doesn't walk into Chuck Pagano's office and say, hey, here's what I want to do this week. Here's how we got to play the game, and here's what I think we should do. He's not doing that. But he's getting paid $5 million or $6 million a year to be the head coach in title only. I think that the Greg Williams situation on Sunday in the Meadowlands was symbolic of what's wrong with the NFL. We've lost our head coaches. We've lost the, the guys who stand on the sideline and run the game three phases. You hire Pat Fitzgerald, he's worth all of $10 million because he's going to come in, he's going to give you a culture, he's going to give you a program, and he's going to demand from his assistants what he wants offensively, defensively, and you're going to be able to work your organization through him, not through, oh, we lost Vic Fangio to Denver, so now we're not quite as good on defense. See, that's the problem. Right. That's the biggest issue. You lose an assistant coach, and all of a sudden the whole system breaks down. But why? Because the NFL wants subcontractors, because they want people, that, because the people in charge want a voice. So when you can splinter an organization with a lot of fashions, somebody has a voice. The subcontractor model is why we get seven or eight coaches fired every single year. The idea when the Bears are winning games that Matt Nagy could be your CEO, laughable right now, isn't it? That was the hope because it was clear his offense doesn't work and he's a terrible play caller. Horrendous. How funny is that? Those are real conversations had on these airways this year among fans. He could be the CEO. It's a clown show right now. Clown show. <laughs> I took a look at the six-game losing streaks the Bears have had. They haven't had one in 18 years. So these are the ones that I've witnessed as a lifelong Bears fan slash observer. More an observer at this point in my life. Not not the fanatic that I was growing up, at least. He, so I, I went over it, and these are the times we've seen six-game losing streaks and what happened at the end of the year. 1989, six-game losing streak under Ditka. Keep in mind, they won five straight divisions, 84 to 88. They keep Mike Ditka. It's Mike Ditka. It's the late 80s. It's not time. I'm sure woof woof Mike McCaskey would have disagreed, but they decided to keep him. 1992, six-game losing streak under Ditka. Bears go 5-11. and 11. This too shall pass. Remember that? This too shall pass. <laughs> Ditka was crying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ditka was crying. It was a mess, man. City was freaking out. Uh, Ditka gone, Tobin out, general manager. After 1992, we haven't seen a lot of winning since, have we? Oh boy, Wani, do we want to do this, Wani? I'm scarred from the Wani years still. Those late 90s were rough, man. Sorry, Wani. Love having you as part of the score, but it was a rough couple of years there. He'd admit that. He'd laugh about that. 1997, the Bears start out 0-7. They go 4-12 and 12 on the year. 
keep in mind, Wanstead's the head coach and GM. He's got, he's got the power, man. He learned. All right, Jimmy. That's the way to go, huh? Okay. 0-7, 4-12. They keep wanting. My dad was so mad that he got rid of the season tickets. I was not happy. <laughs> I was like, Dad, they're going to get rid of him in a year. Didn't care. So frustrated. Next year, 1998, Bears lost six in a row again. <laughs> Wadi goes 4-12 and 12 again. Bears lost six in a row. This time they fired him. Then they tried to hire Dave McGinnis. They announced the hiring of Dave McGinnis. Dave McGinnis is like, I haven't agreed to become the Bears head coach. Where's my contract? What are you talking about? I'm not going to be your head coach, sir. Then Dick Durant arrived. Woo. That, that, I'll never forget listening to that day, all day on the score. I'll never forget it. Unlike anything I've ever heard in my life. I mean, you think the Bears are a disaster right now? Go back to 1998 when Woof Woof Mike McCaskey's running the show. You think it's bad under Phillips? Let's go back 22 years. My God. <laughs> We're going to hire a guy. Okay. Um, has he agreed to a deal? Well, we haven't told him yet. Just imagine. So the last six-game losing streak was 18 years ago in 2002. Dick Duran lost eight in a row. Now, remember that year, all the home games were in Champaign, okay, uh, because of the renovations or whatever, the new Soldier Field, whatever you want to call it. And they gave him a pass. They kept Duran after going 4-12 and 12 and losing eight in a row because it, all the home games were really on the road down in Champaign. I don't think that place was filled most of those games. But more importantly, he went 13-3 and the year before, so they decided to keep Jerron, give him another year. And I think that's when he was bounced. But just because you lose six in a row, it may hurt, but it doesn't mean that Matt Nagy's gone. And he has two years left on his contract. In the pandemic year, a lot of organizations looking to save some money. So just wanted to bring that up. Don't think it's a done deal. The way this team operates, I absolutely believe that these last four games matter. And I went into that Detroit game thinking that there's still a lot to learn here from Matt Nagy. He's pulled out all the stops. He's ripped on the defense, ripped on everybody, right? He's done all he can. And they're still losing games. Just the meltdown in that fourth quarter. It's not great, man. <laughs> pretty terrible and at this point you better believe that I want them to lose every game because why would any Bears fan or observer want them to run this back how does that help you for the long term at some point they've got to take a step back and think about the big picture I mean, we've all known for how many years geez just admit your mistake and move on the Cardinals are not the best organization in football, but I will always respect them because just because they uh, they took Josh Rosen way too early, they made a mistake. They admitted their mistake. We kicked the bleep out of that one. All right, let's go get our next guy.
I don't need 40, 50 starts to realize that Josh Rosen is terrible. Let's move on. Let's get Kyler. At least there's some explosion. He's dealing with an injury right now, so they're going on a bit of a losing streak, not using his legs as part of the offense. But man, move on. Admit your mistake and keep it moving. It's what you have to do. Bears are terrible at doing that. Build a real front office. We'll see if they do anything. Uh, George is going to tell us Virginia's pissed off again. I'm sure. Can't wait for it. Get the damn popcorn. 312-644-6767 if you want to hop in. 312-644-6767. My name is Joe Ostrowski. You want to get back to the White Sox a little bit if you missed Ozzy? You got a lot of here. I had uh, Brandon Fryer grab a chunk of Ozzy this morning. He explained what he meant by uh, Adam Eaton, nobody like you. Why he thinks LaRusse is going to work. And some of the other things going on involving the White Sox. Ozzy had a lot to say. It was like Steve Stone. I think they asked one or two questions, and Ozzy just went. Uh, take a listen to that. It's fantastic. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is 670 The Score on the Radio.com app. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. I feel like it's the same as we've had with other managers. I mean, Tony, obviously, given his track record and experiences, uh, perhaps has more facility with some of the work on the, the scouting side or some of the player development issues along the way or even the analytics that are, are brought to the table, uh, given his background. Uh, and obviously, having had as much success as he's had, he's got strong opinions about what he feels a team needs to, to win. Uh, in terms of the relationship or the dynamic, uh, I, I feel like it's the same as I've had with each of the other managers I've worked with since I've been here. Rick Hahn, White Sox, general manager by title. That's not nice. Don't say that. You know, they did this. They forced us to, you know, take little jabs from time to time like that. They did this. The first thing I thought of after the Lance Lynn move was, okay, which White Sox general manager made that move? Was that Rick Hahn? Ken Williams? Did Jerry Reinsdorf say, I want Lance Lynn. This is the pitcher that I want. Let's get the deal done. Whatever we have to do, move on from Dunning. I don't care. No idea. I don't think so. But they forced us to be here again. So now we're going back in time. Like when we used to question, okay, was that a Rick move or was that a Kenny move? And then, no, no, you guys are all wrong. Stop saying that. Rick's our general manager. And now this happened. Uh Uh-huh. There's a reason. Once again, we were right. Bear stuff. Oh, we're five and one. What are you guys worried about? We're playing well. Everything's going great. Come on, you're being negative. Uh huh. Who was right? Fans of media. Right again. You guys are on it. <laughs> Joe Ostrowski with you. Sports Radio 670. The score. The score listener line 312 644. 67 That's how you can call and text the score listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. I want to go back to this morning. Ozzy Gain, always entertaining. And he has the strong opinions. So he reacted to bringing in Adam Eaton one year, seven mil. Maybe more. I hope the option is a discussion. 
Because if the option is not a discussion, that means something went wrong this, this upcoming year. So I hope we're talking about that option for eight, eight and a half, whatever it is. That means it's a pretty successful 2021 for the Southside baseball team. Ozzy reacted to Adam Eaton. He explains why he said, Adam Eaton, nobody like you. And Jose Abreu. And what the season's going to look like with a real manager. Tony LaRusso and Cornazzi. Man, you know how bad rent... You know rentery is bad when team broadcasters, guys in the pre- and post-game every day like Ozzy Guillen, Steve Stone was stepping out. Has Steve Stone said a negative word about anybody in the White Sox organization in years? Except for Rick Renteria. That was it. Unless I'm forgetting some people. That's it. That's how bad Renteria was. But let's take a listen to Ozzy this morning with Mullion Hall on 670 The Score. Ozzy, what about Eaton's personality? We have heard the clip time and again about when you were on television with Layla on the pregame show and you said, nobody likes you. And you explained that a little bit more on Twitter yesterday, the context of that comment. But the fact of the matter is he is a, a guy with a, a personality that maybe takes some getting used to and putting him in that clubhouse would seem to be a little bit of a risk. Uh, you know, they love that win. Who care how good or bad guys he is? You know, we hate few players. But they show up to win, and we can't. We only care about what he can do with the uniform and what he can bring to the table. But no, the thing is, it, it got me because people in Chicago always want to put the stuff in the expectation the way they think, and I, I, I just kind of like it, but I don't because every time I talk or say something, it's a fact. It's not breaking news. I get paid to say fact, no breaking news. I couldn't break a lot of news in the past because I know a lot of stuff in baseball nobody knows. But that's not my job. When I say they hate him in the courthouse, yes. I don't say that. It's a fact. You know why? The reason I say it because it's like 10, 14 teammates plus. By the way, I say clubhouse people. I don't name anybody. I don't say this guy say, this guy so so, this guy say. I say clubhouse. When you talk about clubhouse, you're talking about trainers, coaches, baseball, clubhouse kids, teaching people. So many people inside the clubhouse, the people don't know. When I say clubhouse, that means everyone. And group of saying of that team, that team, it was very, it don't was too happy with them. That's the reason I say. I don't say, when I say something like when I talk about Nick Richard, when I say I say it, yes, I did because of facts. But when I say the clubhouse people, a lot of people in the clubhouse don't like you. I don't go to. I don't say Ozzy Gian don't like you. I don't know him. I don't care about him. I think it's every time you see me, say hi, very good kid. But when I say that, I say that to the clubhouse people, not Ozzy Gian say that. The way I say about Nick Switcher. and that's why kind of like when I read it, like people in Chicago, what they think about what's going on with these people? They 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 try to make stuff up. And I say, no, you look at the clip very carefully. I say, people in the clubhouse don't like you. I don't say, Ozzy, you don't like you. Or this guy don't like you. And that's it. And you know, I mean, it's funny because now we talk about who likes each other, who now. Okay, Tony's coming in town. Uh, who's going to like Tony? Uh, now Ethan coming in town. Who's going to like Ethan? Who cares who's like or not? He's just the loan. They, they put W on the table, on the wall. That's why we care about it. Believe me, you're spending a lot of time 
in the clubs, on baseball. Everybody's like, he got his own group. Everyone, Latinos with Latinos, white guys with the white guys, black guys with the black guys, Asian by themselves. You know what I mean? They, they all like this, but the soon the game start, now everybody says one, one thing. This is a team. The soon the game's over, you pick your own friends. And, and that's, that's what it is in baseball. You got your own friends. You might not get along with the guys next to you in your locker or the next guy to, to, to wait for in your locker. But in the meanwhile, if that guy starts a fight, you will, start, you will fight for him. But as soon as the game's over or the game even starts, you pick your own friends. And, and it seems like in baseball, when you are switching teams, you can be you can be one guy with one team and a different guy with another team, and you can be a a real personality problem with one team, and you can be a personality problem. I'm thinking of AJ Pierzynski, but a winner with another team. It's it's interesting to see how um, reputations can follow guys, but they can change too, depending on how things go with the the team on the field. You know I me. Mean? I, when I was with the White Sox, I was the guy. You know I me. Mean? Even I was, uh, you know, I got better players than me. I was the guy because I was the captain of the team. I worried about everybody. I care. I care. But when I went to Atlanta, I was a shortstop by nine. Another guy in, in the team. I wasn't the the big boy. So because a lot of guys there with more years, more more experience, better than me, and 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 sector sector sector. But like I say, whatever happened to him, I don't know exactly what happened to him in the clubhouse. That come up, they say, you know, some guys got problem with them, ba ba boom boom. They fight in clouds. They fight in the clouds every 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 year. Somebody fighting. Or somebody, you know, don't like each other or disagree what they say or disagree what the T V they're watching, what kind of um, the, uh, music they're playing. You know what I mean? All the little things they get you going, you know, back and forth. Nothing in baseball goes without at least a discussion or misunderstanding. Through the year, no why it's too many days together. But I, 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 how many guys still with the White Sox guy Ethan was there? Two, three guys, a Bray, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a Brayu, um, a Lurie Garcia, Anderson. and and, and, and three. Uh, Anderson, yeah, yeah. Okay, first of all, a Brayu, a Brayu don't care about anything, he just want to win. <laughs> a lot of people, we the one pretend a Brayu is our leader, no, it's not. A Brayu is our better player. A guy that people look up to, and and King Anson is a leader. Now they how they're gonna get along? Well, they got two jobs. One gonna play the outfield, one play shortstop, and 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 they have to take care of each other. And they care. Larry, Larry says something. He might get released. You know I me. Mean? That's 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 it is. But we got we got one guy. We got one guy in town. I don't think gonna let it happen. It's Tony La Russa. Tony, you play with Tony, you 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 love it. You play against against him to hate him. I hate Tony Larusa when I was managing, and I hate Tony Larusa when you play. He managed when I was to play against me. Yeah, I don't like his attitude. I don't like the way he handles stuff. I don't like a lot of stuff. I don't like about Tony. But when he managed my team, I take it in a heartbeat because I know what he can bring to the table, and I don't think Tony is going to let that happen. I don't think he should be let that happen. When you have the ball team, you have to worry about it now. Now you have to win. Now it's like, oh, no, we're missing this, we're missing that. Because White Sox be missing a lot of stuff for the last couple of years now. And now I think the front office is doing a tremendous job to put it together. We don't have no more window. That's time to win. Let's try to do it now. We bring a, we bring a few players. Last year, 
Guys, last year, remember how excited we was when we bring three, four players? I remember. We're celebrating. You know, oh, my God, we bring the trophy. They get ready, Michigan Avenue. We're ready. Now, I think they, they, they bring the peace they need. Hopefully, hopefully, those guys was in the, in, in the team already help. Okay, look at the pitching style. The five starters we have last year, only one because Kaiko pitched good. Kaiko was a leader. I love Kaiko. I, that's the best move I should make in a little while. But what, Kaiko pitched five innings, four innings, five innings, six innings, five innings. I know the pandemic, they know it's ready, you know, 100% to go early. But late in the season, you know what I mean? Uh, Kaiko wasn't the guy like, wow, like, you know, wasn't your leader. But like I say, if the White Sox want to win this thing, if they want to go far, the starting rotation, you have to throw more than four or five innings. They have to. Because look at what happened to our bullpen. We have great bullpen, guys. Oh, my God. I see the bullpen every day. Young are throwing strikes, challenge people. I like that. But when they use them too much, look at what happened. Those guys can't, can't even lift his arm out because they wasn't in, the, in the game every day. Man, Ozzy cracks me up, man. <laughs> How many times did you, whatever part you listened to, did you think, wait, did Ozzy you just say that? Yeah, he did this morning with Molly and Hahn, Sports Radio 670, The Score. I'm trying to build a case. I think I'm convincing absolutely nobody, but he had a meeting probably move his Probably not, not as bad as we th- think. If he's a problem, get out. Get out. Point to the door. Right there, buddy. Go. An important thing Ozzy said was about winning. Adam Eaton didn't win here. Keep that in mind. In all the issues going on in the clubhouse, there was Eaton versus Todd Frazier. His three years, the Sox, 73-89. and 89. 76 and 86, 78 and 84. Never had a 500 season here. His last season, think of the names that were getting real playing time. Tyler Saladino played in 93 games. Brett Lowry was a regular. J.B. Shuck played in 80 games. Chris Sale, number one starter, real good player, not a real good leader. It certainly seems from the outside, I, I'd have to check in with some people over in Boston, but it certainly seems from a distance that Chris Sale has matured some. And winning helps you do that a little bit. You're not going to worry about some of the bickering, some of the other crap that goes on in a, in a clubhouse. It's going to be real hard for this team not to have a 90-plus win season. Real hard. Joe Ostrowski with you, 670 to score. Brandon Fryer, my producer this evening. Um, I was laughing really hard. When Ozzy was breaking down the clubhouse, Brandon, I, I hope I didn't misremember this. Did he say the Latino is with the Latinos, the black guys are with the black guys, the white guys are with the white guys, and the Asians are by themselves? That is exactly what he said. That, <laughs> Ozzy is just too real. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I lost it, man. That's the other thing. So people make this assumption that, okay, Abreu's the big leader in the clubhouse. And it, yeah, sure, he has a loud voice. Of course he does. But Ozzy's like, he don't care about anything. <laughs> he just wants to play baseball. I think he's pretty right on that. We want him to be the leader because he's the MVP. But it's Tim Anderson's team right now, right? Lucas Giolito's team, 
Dallas Keuchel too. By the way, Lance Lynn came off in a much more positive manner, as far as I'm concerned, than Dallas Keuchel did when he first started talking to the media. And I think one of the first times is when he was at Sox Fest, and like, yeah, the cheating wasn't that bad. You guys chill out, man. Making excuses for it. I'm like, oh, man. Off the wrong foot here, but things are going fine. Dallas Keuchel is going to fit in as your number three starter for the 2021 White Sox, assuming they don't add anybody else. I'm excited about it, man. There are a lot of reasons to be excited if you are a White Sox fan. This segment on the score is brought to you by New Outlook Window and Gutter Cleaning. Joe Osho, 670, the score. I want to get into the big news with the Big Ten. I didn't like it a whole lot, and I'm completely biased because there's a reason I don't want to see Ohio State in the Big Ten title game but I do respect the move that the conference made. Yeah, it's shoddy. They're making up the rules as we go along. Okay, how are we going to make more money? Let's go with that decision. That is clear. We all, we all know what this is. College sports is gross. Why are they playing college basketball right now? This is disgusting, man. Even Coach K is like, um, we need to reassess the situation here. What is going on? I'll get to that coming up next. Joe Ostrowski here till 8. Then we've got Bears replay on 670 The Score in the Radio.com app. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Joe Ocho, 670 The Score. So you knew this was going to happen. All the signs were there. The Big Ten is just about every dollar, and at least they were up front and they announced it to the world that that's what it's all about. It's just about making money, as if we didn't already know that. But they said, you know what, that rule we made about playing six games to be eligible to participate in the Big Ten championship game, we lied. Let's change that rule right now. You knew that was coming. Ohio, Ohio stayed in, Indiana screwed, and they're out. But are they really? Because Indiana lost a straight-up matchup. It was impressive what they did. I think the committee is being brutal to Indiana. They should be much higher than 12. They lost a one-score game to Ohio State, and they beat three ranked teams. They should be higher. Should get a little more respect than that. Here's the release. Ohio State will advance to Big Ten football championship game. The Big Ten Conference Administrators Council, which includes the director of athletics and senior women administrators from all 14 member institutions voted today to eliminate the minimum game requirement for participation in the 2020 Big Ten football championship game. The decision was made in collaboration with the Big Ten Council of Presidents and Chancellors and the conference office. The decision was based on a competitive analysis which determined that Ohio State would have advanced to the Big Ten football championship game based on its undefeated record and head-to-head victory over Indiana regardless of a win or loss against Michigan. That is hilarious. How long did the competitive analysis take for them to realize, oh, wait, Buckeyes are our only chance to make the college football playoff, which means a lot of dollars for us, so let's do whatever we can. Forget, we made what rule? Six games? Whiteout, eliminate it! Now, I'm bothered because when I found out that Ohio State game was canceled, not the Michigan one before, I believe it was Illinois, losing track because there's so many games canceled every week. 
Uh, I, I bought a 50 to one ticket on Indiana because I thought there was going to be a chance that Ohio State misses another game, and that would mean Indiana would be going to the conference title game against Northwestern. I'm going to have to tear that ticket up. Not the first time that's happened before. Because they just decided to change the rule because they wanted to. That's sports now. In a pandemic, that's sports. NFL might have a week 18. We don't know. They might have another playoff team in each conference. We don't know. Major League Baseball, let's expand the playoffs to 16 teams. NHL, we want Chicago in, so let's put 24 teams in. That's what they're doing here. This goes along with some of the other professional leagues. Now it's a different conversation because it is college, though. And now some head coaches are bringing light to that. Some people like Jay Billis on the Illinois broadcast last night talking about that, and I commend him for doing so. I'm out of time. Uh, We're getting a Bears replay coming up next between the Bears and the Lions. I want to thank my executive producer, Brandon Fryer. And my guest this evening, Josh Nelson. Check out the podcast. It'll be posted on 670thescore.com. Fantastic uh, stuff. Tonight was a lot of fun. Check me out on Bet Sweats tomorrow morning and every single morning, Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on the radio.com app if you're into sports betting at all. And I will be back on the Score Airwaves on Saturday morning, like I am every Saturday, 8 to 9 a.m., talking about NFLs, college football, uh, maybe even some more White Sox because they are 12 to 1 right now to win the 2021 World Series. Keep it right here on 670 The Score for Bears Replay. Follow me on Twitter. Always let you know where I'm broadcasting from over there at Joe0670, at Joe0670. Jeff and Tom on the call next for Bears Lions on 670 The Score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.